This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with brilliant journalist Erica Carbajal. Erica's going to talk to us about what we're seeing out there with the RSV, the flu season, the COVID season, you know, trying to separate what's going on. You've got the health system community very concerned, uh, the public sort of in all different parts of the spectrum in terms of concern about flu season, RSV season, et cetera, et cetera. Erica, give us the, 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 the reality. What's going on out there? How bad does it look? What are hospitals and health systems seeing with RSV, with flu season, with COVID? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Scott. And thanks for teeing it up there. You know, hospitals are having a very, very rough respiratory virus season. We're seeing, you know, the worst flu outbreak in more than a decade. COVID cases and hospitalizations, those are just starting to increase again. And RSV has really been a challenge since late summer and early fall, especially for children's hospitals. And it's kind of been a unique situation for hospitals, having all these viruses circulating simultaneously at high levels at once, because, you know, during earlier COVID surges, when we had masking and some of these other measures that were still widespread, the flu and some of these other respiratory viruses were largely kept at bay. So I think it's important to note that, you know, even though COVID numbers aren't, you know, what they once were at, at their highest, Hospitals haven't had to deal with these simultaneous outbreaks until now. So as you mentioned, this is kind of start causing significant strain for hospital capacity. We saw last week that it was reported based on HHS data that more than 80% of the nation's hospital beds were in use. And that's actually the highest rate we've seen throughout the pandemic. So again, just speaks to the effect that all of these, these viruses circulating at the same time are having. And we've had HHS address some of the challenges with respiratory viruses. Earlier this month, they um, reminded hospitals that they can use the regulatory flexibilities under the COVID public health emergency to respond to some of these other viruses as well. So this makes it easier for patients to be transferred to different facilities, and it's going to give hospitals some flexibility with setting up temporary areas for care and, and for surge capacity plans. In, in the RSV or flu season, we'll take COVID separately because it's been such an up and down thing and so hard to project. And obviously some other parts of the world are starting to really struggle with it again, particularly China, and we'll see how that plays through. In mm -hmm. RSV and flu season, flu season, I think typically, when does that go till? It's November till March or so? Or when is that sort of, do we know that it generally tends to, yeah. to slow down? And does RSV work similarly or, or what's the sense of that? Yeah, so it's been interesting with flu because obviously we've been seeing these high levels earlier than normal this year. And I, part of the reason that people are, are, some health experts think that we're seeing such high levels and high severity in terms of hospitalizations is because, because it did hit earlier than normal, many people were infected before they were planning to get their flu shot. So that's one component um, that, that's playing a role in kind of the high levels of hospitalizations we're seeing from flu. Um, and they're not, health experts aren't yet sure whether it's going to fizzle out, you know, in early January or whether this high level of activity is going to continue through February or March. So that remains to be seen. And, and with RSV, some hopefully good news, lots of different areas in the U.S. are, are starting to see the peak. So hopefully we'll, we'll start to see RSV roll back. But Flu and COVID are still, um, you know, circulating at high levels. 
Thank you very much. And Erica, you cover the whole landscape in, in healthcare. What else are you watching currently, or, or what else here is interesting to you that you're watching, that you're watching closely, that's of interest to our, our readers and so forth? What else are you watching closely? Sure. Well, we've had a we've had a lot of interest. Actually, one thing I wanted to mention was the release of the Leapfrog Group's hospital safety grade. So it's a rating they've done really every year since 2012, where they assign letter grades. So A through F to about 3,000 hospitals. And they do this twice a year, so fall and spring. And I think it tends to draw a lot of interest because it's really the only ratings program that's solely based on patient safety measures. So that's going to be things like how well hospitals are doing at, you know, protecting patients from medical errors. And they published their latest edition toward the end of November. And since they started doing this in 2012, we saw 22 hospitals in the U.S. that have received those straight A grades since 2012. So that was great to see. Um, Overall, we had about 30% of hospitals that were evaluated get an A and only 1% receive an F. So obviously great to see an overall leapfrog, they said, in in the decades since they've been doing this, have seen improvements in patient safety over time. So decreases in patient falls and trauma. And I think one other interesting thing to note about the leapfrog straight A list is is that it's not necessarily the largest or well-known systems um, that we see on that list. So just an interesting point. Thank you very much. And that's, and that's helpful, too, to know that it's not just always the top U.S. News and World Report systems, you know, the, the, the elite academic medical centers, but lots of different hospitals that can really succeed in safety and quality and, and make the top of the leapfrog grading system and so forth. So fantastic. The sense is a lot of interest in the leapfrog grades. RSV flew more to come to see how this plays out for the rest because we're really just at the start of the season, really, in a lot of ways, although RSV has been going on for, for some time. COVID unclear. You know, we're not yet seeing the reporting state to state that there's all kinds of problems and so forth, but there is, you know, some undercurrent of concern. Is, is that a fair assessment of what you see out there? Flu season, we're just at the start of really RSV. We don't know what we're at on, and COVID's still uncertain, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think lots of, uh, in, in terms of RSV, it's great to see that it's hopefully peaking and going to start to come down. But I think too, another thing to note there is that health official health experts aren't really sure what this high level of activity with RSV that we've seen this year is going to mean for future respiratory virus season. So it's not sure whether or not we'll see this level again next respiratory virus season or whether this was kind of just a blimp. Um, But yeah, I think fair assessment with COVID and flu in terms of kind of at, at a period of uncertainty as to how long this this high level of activity will continue. And I think so many other factors, too, that are playing a role in pushing up bed use and capacity issues at hospitals. Uh, of course, staffing shortages and then coupled with care delays from earlier in, in the pandemic, uh, people coming in now, uh, as well as all these respiratory virus surges. So a lot of different things going on. Thank you very, very much. Erica, always incredibly bright and clear speaking and a pleasure to listen to and visit with. Thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Brilliant journalist, Erica Carvajal, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Scott. Happy to be on.